start talking? Yeah. Okay. Good morning, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with the Women's Motorsports Network, and we are here live at PRI. We are doing a podcast in the podcast booth. I'm here with my guest, Katie Hedinger, and I'm excited to be here. And so wherever you are today at PRI, I hope you can hear and uh, get introduced to Katie if you don't know her. But I've, I've got a bio, so I'm going to start with that. So at least you have a little bit of information about her. So Katie Hedinger is a Michigan native. I'm not a Michigan native, but I do live in Michigan now, so I think that counts. And she's a third-generation driver, visiting her first racetrack at four weeks old. That's right, four weeks old. I don't think you knew what was happening, did you, Katie? No, I didn't. No, but it was in your blood already, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. She began racing at the age of five. Katie started her career in quarter midgets, racing locally, regionally, and nationally within the USAC quarter midget, Midwest Thunder, and QMA series. She collected over 40 feature wins in quarter midgets. Katie moved up to run junior sprints and then 600 micro sprints on dirt from 2016 to 2018. In 2019, Katie moved into full-body stock cars on pavement with the newly formed CRA late, Junior Late Model Division. Katie returned to the CRA Junior Late Models in 2020, capturing three Fast Time Awards and a new track record at Anderson Speedway. She brought home two feature wins at the Indianapolis Speedrome and Toledo Speedway. And in September, she was crowned the 2020 CRA Junior Late Model Champion. Pretty impressive, Katie. She is CRA's first female champion in any division. For the 2021 season, Katie, Katie teamed up with Matt Piercy Racing to run the limited late model series at Hickory Motor Speedway in North Carolina, in addition to a few late model races and a partial season with Carolina Pro Late Model Series. Katie captured Fast Time Pole Awards in the Limited Late Model, as well as the Carolina Pro Late Model. She brought home feature wins in the NASCAR Late Model Stock Division and the Limited Late Model Division in 2021. With those wins, Katie became the youngest female to win at Hickory Motor Speedway. In 2022, Katie again teamed up with Matt Piercy Racing to run the late model stock at various tracks in the North Carolina area. She also joined Highland Motorsports and crew chief Josh Reeves to run a pro late model in the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, Cars Tour Pro Late Model Series, and Select Pro Late Model Series. In July, Katie captured her fifth late model stock victory at the historic Hickory Motor Speedway becoming the track's winningest female driver in its 70-plus year history. Katie was able to participate in the late model stock race at the revival of North Wilkesboro Speedway, racing against Dale Earnhardt Jr. and other successful late model drivers. She also competed at the late model stock race at Martinsville, competing against 90 of the top late model stock drivers in the country. At the end of 2022, 
Katie was presented with the NASCAR Wendell Scott Trailblazer Award for her record-breaking season. 2023 has been a very exciting year for Katie. She is teaming up with Anthony Campy Racing to pilot their pro late model in the Cars Tour Series, where she ended the season second in driver points. Katie was recognized by Bob Pachris as one of the top 20 NASCAR prospects for the next decade. She justified her place on that list and entered the record books again when she became the first female to win a pro late model race at New Smyrna Speedway's World Series of Asphalt during speed weeks. In addition to ACR, she is partnered with Team Chevy and participating in their driver development program, fitness training with other Chevy drivers, learning road course skills via go-karts and spec Miata class, and running a winged 600 micro on dirt at Millbridge Speedway. When she is not at the track, Katie is working on her homework through On Track School, an online high school where she maintains A's and B's. Before transitioning to online school, Katie played varsity volleyball and basketball. She is also an avid outdoors woman, and you can find her hunting, fishing, and trying to find ways to convince her parents to have a herd of cows. Oh, Katie. In addition to all of those awards and success that she's had, she became the first female to win a CPLMS race when she won the fall brawl at Hickory on November 11th. Katie, I'm exhausted just listening to all the things you've done. Yeah, it's a long roster now. A long, that's a long bio for a girl that's how old? 16. 16 years old. So she started at a pretty young age, and, um, and she's just making her way in motorsports to where she's going to be a name that you're all going to know um, from this bio and then from what she's going to be doing in the future. So before we get, um, go a little farther, I do want to um, break in and just tell you a little bit about myself and why am I sitting here interviewing such a prestigious young driver. My name's Melinda Russell and I founded the Women's Motorsports Network in 2017. I publish an online magazine called the Women's Motorsports Network News where I've written over 500 stories about women in motorsports. I also have a podcast, Women's Motorsports Network News Podcast, and you can find it on any platform where you listen to your favorite podcasts. I've done over 250 interviews of women involved in motorsports, and I'm always looking to meet and interview more women. So if you or someone you know would like to be involved in the podcast or on the magazine, please reach out to me and we'll get you scheduled. So Katie, you and I have done a podcast before, so we're old friends, aren't we? Yep. And we're Michiganders, so we've got a lot in common. But a lot of people that are here may not know who you are. They may be dirt racers, they may be drag racers, and it's really hard to keep up with everything. So let's tell them a little bit more about yourself other than your racing career. Why don't you start with your family? Do you have siblings? Um, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself personally that you're willing to share. Yeah, um, so like she said, I'm a third generation driver. So grew up at the track, my grandpa Jim Hettinger raced. Um, he ran more open wheel stuff, midgets and sprint cars. 
Um, and then my dad raced, and he raced pretty much everything, uh, modifieds, late models, sprint cars, midgets, um, all of the above. So I grew up watching him at the track, and I always knew I wanted to race. So um, when I turned five, he got me a race car, and I ran a quarter midget for a few years. And then I have a little sister who's 13 now, but she's three years younger than me. So she tried it out, but uh, she's more of a dancer and a sports player. Um, and now I have a five-year-old brother, um, so he's about to start racing. So it's really cool um, that all my siblings, we got to experience it. Um, but my brother, he's going to bend a lot of race cars. He, is, he loves crashing, but he loves racing. So um, it'll be cool to watch him race. Yeah, and it's, it's cool for him at five years old to be able to look up to his big sister. And I know he absolutely adores you, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he loves it. He came to my last race at Southern National, and we... We were up to third, and then we pitted, and then on a restart, someone missed a shift, so there was a big crash, and I was happy with how we were doing, but obviously upset about the wreck, and he came over, and he was like, Katie, you crashed, and I was like, yeah, thanks, I know, but <laughs> he loves watching the races and being at the track. Yeah, for sure, and so you do on-track school, which I know is a popular uh, school for kids that race, boys and girls, and is that something that um, helps you, I'm sure, be able to be flexible because racing is your main focus at this point is that right yeah for sure racing is like my everyday job so I do it all the time um, and then school and fortunately I just still have to do it legally so yeah. um, on track's really easy I still get all my credit so I can go to a college and everything um, and the teachers are very lenient about work and stuff okay that's good so who actually inspired you to start racing uh, probably my dad just because I've always watched him race so watching him race I always knew um, going to his races that I wanted to race someday. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your car. What color is it? What number is it? Did you get to choose the number? And if so, why did you choose that number? Yeah, my car pretty much changes every year. Um, in like 21 and 22, we had a pink 71. Um, I've always ran the 71 number because it was my grandpa's number. Um, so my late models have always been 71. And then last year when I drove for Anthony, his number is 81. Um, and his colors are red, and I love red race cars. So um, we had a really cool-looking car last year, and then this year I'll drive for my dad. So we'll have a blue 71 again, and then on the micro we'll have five, which also is my grandpa's number. Okay. Keeping those numbers in the family for sure. So who's your crew? Um, is it family that does it? Do you have a crew chief that's hired that, you know, travels with you? Tell us about your crew. Yeah, so in the 2024 season, uh, my dad will be the car owner, and then Jason Stanley is my crew chief. So he does a lot of late model stuff. He's a really good guy. Um, and then we got a couple crew guys. Joe's our main crew guy, um, like besides for Jason. And then we have Steve doing our tires and everything. Um, and then a few more guys that help us out occasionally on some races. Okay. So, Katie, are you still living then in Michigan? Or how does that work if you're racing mostly like down in the southern part of the country? So how, how does that work to be live one place and then have to travel a lot? Yeah, we, we definitely racked up those flyer miles the past couple of years. But in January this year, my dad and I, we moved to North Carolina. So we live there now. We got a house there and everything and a shop um, that we're working out of. Um, but my mom and my siblings still live in Michigan, so I'm back and forth all the time. So your family kind of split up. You know, we hear, we hear um, like you know, musicians and actresses and, and that. They moved to California or whatever, and part of the family lives in one place and part the other. And in this case, it's racing, and it's kind of the same thing, isn't it? You have to go where the hotbed of racing is, and that would be 
in North Carolina. Yeah, thankfully both my parents, they make a lot of sacrifices for me and they want this dream as much as I do. So they were able to separate their family and everything. I know it was definitely hard on both my parents since the kids split too, but um, I'm really thankful for both of them. Yeah, absolutely. They they do sacrifice a lot, but again, they're, they're as motivated and as dedicated to this as you are, which you can't do it without that. You know, there's no way a 16-year-old kid can move on their own and do it, and to have the family behind you is the number one thing for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So do you have a home track or, or you travel um, before you move? Did you have a home track that you would consider? Uh, well, before with the CRA Junior Late Miles, we pretty much ran Birch Run mostly. We went to like Toledo um, and Anderson Speedway here in Indiana. So we traveled around like those three states. Um, but I'd say Birch Run was my home track in Michigan. And now that we moved to North Carolina, uh, we always put Hickory as my home track. Okay. All right. You've had some success there. So. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. One of my favorite tracks. Absolutely. For sure. So what about a bucket list track? You have a track that you haven't ran on that you're like, this is the track I really want to go to? Uh, I really, I mean, hopefully I get to race there eventually, but I really want to race Bristol. Um, I think Bristol's an awesome track. I can't wait to go there. Yeah, that'll be fun to do that. So what about marketing partners? It takes a lot of money to run any kind of a, a race car, so especially when you're getting up there in those big series. So um, any marketing partners that you want to share? Uh, yeah, Team Chevy is pretty much the biggest one. Um, they've done a lot for me. Victory Custom Trailers, they're here. Um, and then Wheeler Trucking, they're a trucking company out of Michigan. So um, they, Rex Wheeler's done a lot for me. K1 Race Gear, Bell Helmets, um, Frame Filters, and Autolite Spark Plugs are the main guys. Yeah, you've got some good sponsors behind you for sure. Now, Katie, we know that every day at the racetrack is not a, always a good day. You've had obstacles that you've had to overcome. What would be maybe your biggest obstacle that you had to overcome to have the success that you've had? Um, I think, honestly, it's pretty much just a personal obstacle is just keep at it. Um, I had it starting off really good season, then we kind of fell down a little bit towards the end. Um, it definitely was pretty hard, but just having to keep at it and know that all the work, hard work is going to pay off eventually. Um, and just my guys give me 100%, so i got to give 110%. Absolutely. So what, on a bad day, how do you, how do you overcome it? Do you go to the hauler and shut the door and people leave you alone? Do you talk to somebody? You know, it's, we all deal with that differently. Mm -hmm. Some people cry. <laughs> Race girls don't cry. But how, how do you deal with that? Um, I pretty much just uh, go like hang out with my team or something. Like if we have a bad day, bad day at the track, I mean, I don't want to just leave them. They've done all this work. Um, and we're both like missing right now. So I just go hang out with my crew guys. They're all great guys. I love hanging out with them and stuff. So we all just kind of talk and figure out what we did wrong and how we can improve. Absolutely. So what's your favorite part about being involved in motorsports? Winning. Winning. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well that's a given. We all like to win no matter what we're doing. How about the, your second favorite part then? Probably the fans. Yeah. Uh, I love doing autograph sessions and everything. Um, I love when the fans get to come down because they're, I mean, they're the main reason we're there, right? We wouldn't be there without them. So um, I love when we get to do stuff for the fans. Cars Tour does a great job, including their fans and everything. So that's an awesome part. Yeah, Cars Tour does a really, really nice job for sure. Do you have a most memorable moment so far in your career? Uh, yeah, I'd say my most memorable moment was probably my first win at Hickory. Um, it was in a uh, limited late model, and we hadn't done good like all season. 
um, and it was really hard. And then finally, we were able to get the win um, towards the end of the season. My whole family was there. So my mom, she only gets to come to a race like once a month, but my best friend was there, my cousins were there. Everyone came to that race. So our victory lane picture was huge. There were so many people. That's awesome. And couldn't have happened on a better day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I know you're only 16, but you started, you know, you've been racing a little over 10 years. How do you think motorsports has shaped you into the person that you are today? Honestly, I think being a race car driver as a kid, especially, you got to mature a lot quicker. Um, so at this point, racing, I mean, I want it to be my career. It's my job. I do it all the time. Um, and so I have a job just like how my dad has a job. So I get up, I go train every morning. Um, I race on weekends. I bust my butt. So I feel like it's definitely made me grow up a little bit, um, but it's for the better. Yeah, I've seen that in the interviews I've done with, with especially girls, maybe 18 and under. A lot of girls that are in motorsports are a little more mature than maybe girls that are not um, because you have to rely on yourself and you do go through adversity and things that maybe other kids your age haven't had to deal with and so it does make you figure out how to keep moving how to stay motivated and all of that and so uh, I think you're right I think that um, the girls that are involved in racing uh, grow up fairly quickly yeah yeah so what does keep you motivated on a hard day um, just my goal. I mean, there's not a straight line to get to the top, right? There's all these bumps you go up and down. Um, so I just got to keep remembering what I want to do. And I feel like a bad day drives me um, to have a better day. Like if I have a bad day, then I'm obviously upset. But I just, if I just sit there thinking about it, then I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to go anywhere. So um, I just got to move on and learn from it. Yeah, and you, you know, we all have bad days and you're going to have them the rest of your life hate to tell you but it doesn't get any better even when you get to be as old as I am but you have to learn how to overcome that and be like okay tomorrow's another day another chance to do better right yeah yeah for sure so race season gets pretty busy and I know you're busy all year round but race season's especially busy so how do you find time to take care of yourself you know uh, stay healthy eat right um, have good rest days you need good sleep. How do you mix all that in with all the other things that you have to do? Uh, my training program, they pretty much help a lot with that. Um, we train Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, and then Tuesdays we do like a cardio day. Um, we go and run at a track, but then it's like our rest day. So we have the day off, and then um, like usually Thursdays, Fridays, we're testing at the track, so I don't usually get those days off. But um, I just have training in the morning, and then I get to rest and recover and get, well, Sunday's pretty much my rest day, yeah, so. <laughs> that's your rest day, yeah. So you're only 16. Five years from now, you're going to be the big 21. What is your goal for the next, you know, in five years, you're going to look back and be like, wow, five years ago, I was at PRI with Melinda. I was only 16. Here's what I'm doing now. What does that look like? Um, my goal for five years is probably going to be Xfinity. Um, I've we keep moving up at the right rate. The, only, the hard thing is my age, like right now. Like being 16, I'm pretty restricted from a lot of the NASCAR tracks. But hopefully if we get a good ride and good um, push and help up to the top, hopefully we'll be in Xfinity. Yeah, I'll be excited to see you there. So on race day, how do you prepare? Is there a certain food that you always eat or I don't eat? Is there certain music that you listen to? 
do you always put your left leg in first? <laughs> you know, everybody has superstitions, right? So what is your race day routine? Uh, usually, I just try and like go to bed super early, obviously, um, and then get to the track. Always got to get a yellow red ball on the way to the track. That's when you know it's going to be a good day. Um, and then I usually don't eat too much on race day. Have some veggies sometimes and a crustable. Those are really good, the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, and then I just try and stay as focused as I can. I know like before I go out for a race, I always say a prayer and everything to stay safe. Um, before practice, think about what I'm about to go out and do. But um, just stay focused and know what needs to be done. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's a life lesson. To be focused on whatever it is that you want to accomplish is a life lesson. And racing teaches us a lot of life lessons, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So if I ask your family or your crew to describe Katie, would they say she's a perfectionist, she's easygoing, she gets upset quickly? What would they say about you? Um, I think maybe determined would be one word, but um, I don't know. Because I guess I'm not so much like easygoing. Like I know like whatever happens, happens, but I try my best to make sure everything happens good. Um, but when something doesn't happen I, like how I want it to, obviously I get a little bit upset. Um, but I just try and push past it. My team always helps me with that. That's good. So how do you celebrate accomplishing one of your goals? Do you have a big party? Do you, what do you do? Well, usually if I accomplish a goal, it's winning a race. We always go to Waffle House. So oh, no. <laughs> Waffle House is where we go. <laughs> oh, I had a conversation yesterday. I, I rode down here with a uh, a guy that drag races and his son from Kalamazoo and we went past Waffle House and it didn't look like one of their better ones and so we were laughing about Waffle House and um, you know hopefully they're not a sponsor at PRI because the guy driving said oh we call it Awful House but um, really Katie Waffle House. Oh, yeah, that's where after the fall brawl when me and Cade Brown, because he won in the late mile stock, we both brought our trophies to Waffle House and got pictures with them. Do they give you free food if you bring your trophy? No, usually no. at that time it's like super late and they're not really happy that whole group of us is pulling up. Yeah, because they thought they were going to have an easy night and yeah. then here comes all these people. And oh, they, yeah. They're all starving, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's funny. So when you, you know, you're, again, <clears throat> Excuse me. You're only 16. It's hard to, you know, look down the road maybe even 25, 35, 40 years from now because you could easily still be racing. But when you're done racing, someday, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want people to remember about Katie Henninger? Um... Hopefully that I won a championship or cup or something like that. Um, hopefully I'm not the first female. Hopefully there's some other female that's able to accomplish that. But um, I definitely want to be able to show that female can get to cup and win. Um, that's always been my goal. I don't want to just get there. I want to win a championship and win races. So um, hopefully that's how I'm remembered. Yeah, I hope so too. I've been watching you for a while, and you've really um, advanced – in the racing arena fairly quickly and um, it's been fun to watch you for sure Katie um, and I, I still think of you you know you were much shorter but you've kind of had a growth spurt haven't you maybe a little, a little bit, bit. <laughs> <laughs> you're still not a very tall girl but um, 
So racing, you know, when we're, we're standing here or sitting here at PRI and we're looking out, most of the people coming through that door are men. Most of the people that we see at this show are men. Now, there's more and more women all the time, and that's a good thing. But why is motorsports a good sport for women to get involved in? Um, I think just because, I mean, everyone in NASCAR especially is looking for diversity. So um, if you're really determined, that's what I think we, like, lack a little bit is, like, girls, there's now especially more. It's like you want to be prom queen or you want to be homecoming queen or you want to have that high school, like, fame and go to college and do all that stuff. And with racing, you got to make a lot of sacrifices. I mean, I missed my homecomings. I dropped out of high school, um, and I made those sacrifices because racing is what I want to do. Guys, they aren't always like, oh, I want to go to a homecoming. I want to go to a school right. dance. So, um, but I think definitely that if you are really determined and you want to do it, um, that you have to jump in because a lot of team owners are looking to have, like, oh, I had the first female driver. I had this. And so um, a lot of teams want that. Um, but they also want a determined driver, right? So you want to be committed and just try your hardest always. Well, yeah, and they don't, you know, it's not all about being just a female driver. It has to be when you put the helmet on, we don't know whether it's a male or female. Yeah. You drive just as hard and just as dedicated as anybody else on the track. And so, yes, it, they want that to be able to promote it for sure. Mm -hmm. But they also then, once you get that helmet on, it's, you know, they don't, they don't care. They just want to win. And so, um, but I think women bring things to racing that maybe some men don't. Um, you know, women tend to be able to multitask fairly well. We're typically organized. And um, we are good at social media. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of men that are good. I'm not, I'm not knocking the men at all. I always say um, I'm all about the women, Women's Motorsports Network. I'm all about the women, but we love the men too, right? Mm -hmm. We couldn't have this sport without them. But it's important that the women get recognition, and that's what I've tried to do with what I do. And, um, and, and it's easier and easier because there's more and more women mm -hmm. getting involved. And not just as drivers. I love, I love seeing women being involved as engineers and and you know tire specialists and all the things they do i'm waiting for the crew chief the nascar crew chief who's gonna be the woman that does that i don't I, know but that'd be awesome wouldn't that be awesome oh, yeah. i i'm excited to see who that's gonna be uh for sure so advice to other drivers when you look back you know you have raced 10 years what are some things that you if you could have done something differently or or advice to girls who are just getting started to not make mistakes maybe that you made? Um, I think biggest thing is like, it's kind of a, goes both ways because you want to look at the big picture, right? Like if you're at a weekly race and something bad happens and you're like, oh no, this like, my career's over, this messed up, whatever. Like it's not, you got to look forward to the next race. You can't be so focused on that one race, but at the same time, you don't want to be so driven to get to where you want to go that you don't realize what you're doing right now, right? Like, I was so determined that I wanted to be the winningest female at Hickory and I want to win a Cars Tour championship that I didn't even, like, realize, like, all the great second-place finishes we had or stuff like that and all the great times at the track that we had. So you want to be able to realize that, especially short track racing, this is a, probably the most fun racing and most 
family racing you're going to do. Absolutely. You know, um, you hear guys that win basketball championships or football championships or the Super Bowl or whatever, and, and a lot of times they'll say, well, it hasn't hit me yet. And even a, a second place finish, when you think of how many more people there are behind you than in front of you, mm -hmm. that's a pretty good finish. And, and we do tend to overlook maybe the blessings that we have now because we're always looking down the road. Yeah. And we, we need to be in the moment and, and enjoy the moment. And then, okay, next week we're going to get the win. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, for sure. So are there a lot of women that race against you or are you in the minority? Is there, you know, one other woman that races, like let's say the Cars Tour or whatever, or are you pretty much the only girl? Uh, usually I'm the only girl. Um, Isabel Robusto, unfortunately she had an injury this year, but I race against her a lot, mm -hmm. um, which is cool, talking and hanging out with her. Um, but other than there, that, there's not a whole bunch of females, um, like in Cars Tour, the late model uh, classes that we run, like here in the south and everything. But um, I know there's like more female dirt drivers, um, so like Jade and Taylor and stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's not there's not many females in late model stocks. Yeah, we got to get more out there, don't we? Yeah, for sure. So, are you a role model? I know you are to your little brother. But what about to other, you know, maybe little girls or boys? Do they come up to you at the track? Do you feel like you're a role model for any of them? Or, or if you are, how do you look at yourself and how do you make sure that when people see Katie, what is she doing? Uh, I try my best to be a good role model. Um, I know that's always really important. When we go to NASCAR races and you say hi to a NASCAR driver and they blow you off, it kind of sucks. So that's another reason why I love autograph sessions is just so the fans can come down, meet them and everything. Um, this year, especially with Car Star, I got some fans that came to multiple races, which was really cool, um, and stuff like that. And I mean, especially now um, with Cars Tour and they work with Flow and everything, there's cameras everywhere. Mm -hmm. So you always got to watch what you're doing. Um, if I get in a bad situation or something, I really have to watch how I handle my emotions in the car, but also when I get out of the car. So if I don't handle them very well in the car, I can try and handle them out of the car and just get out, not trash talk on social or social media but also in interviews not like being a bad mood or anything so you just got to always remember that people are always watching you people are always watching and you don't know who's watching there could be somebody out there who's been watching who is, could be a potential sponsor uh, maybe someone that has connections to help you down the road and the thing is you don't know what you don't know and so it, it is hard do you feel pressure to always kind of be on. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Do you feel pressure or do you just accept that as part of it or how do you deal with that part? Uh, I feel like my parents kind of instilled that people are always watching when I was younger. Um, so they always made me do interviews, always made sure that like if I got in the car, they're like, go get a water, come back out, do an interview, this is a part of it. So um, now I feel like it's kind of natural. Like as soon as I park the car in the pits, I got to tell myself that when I get out, people are watching how I will handle the situation. So um, I feel like now it's just regular. And it does um, like stink sometimes when, especially with social media, when you want to share something or post something, you're like, could someone take this the wrong way, even if you don't mean it. So um, you just got to always watch what you're doing. Yeah. Now, do you, are you the one that mostly posts 
for your social media or do you have somebody that helps you with that? Yeah, I do all my social media. Uh, my mom, she does like the race day, gra or not the race day graphics, but the monthly graphics. She makes those and then posts them. But whenever I'm at the track, I do all those posts. Okay. And where could people mostly, like, are you on Facebook, Instagram? Where would we find you the easiest? Yeah, both my Facebook and Instagram are my two main ones. Uh, my Facebook's pretty big, so Katie Hattinger for both of those um, and any social media, really. Okay. Social media is huge, and, um, you know, that's really, when I started Women's Motorsports Network, that's how I connected and met people. Um, I met your mom, and that's how I kind of got connected with you, but um, it, it's such a big deal. And, and as we've seen, all you have to do is look at NASCAR or look at really any series. There's been guys and gals who've made some oopsies, <laughs> as I call it with my grandkids. Don't be making any oopsies on there because you can't, you can't undo it. And, oh, yeah. and so, you know, you have to really be careful about what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're swiping for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So balance. We talk about balance, especially as adults. We work, we have families, we do whatever. As, as a race car driver, you're, you're balancing driving and school and working out and all those things. How hard is that? Do you have like a, a planner? You have a schedule that you just follow every day? Somebody, you know, sets it up for you? Or how do you as a 16-year-old find the balance so that you're not frustrated in one area and you can't get to do the things you want to do in another area? It, it's hard. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely hard. Um, my dad, he helps me a lot with my planning and everything. So, like, I've been in Michigan the past two weeks to hang out with my siblings and my friends, and then I came here, and now I go to North Carolina this weekend, and then I go do a test in Florida, and then I come back, and then I go back to Michigan. So there's definitely a lot of traveling and everything, but both my parents help me. Uh, my notes app is my best friend, so yeah. I always write everything <laughs> down. Um, but it definitely is hard um, to try and fit everything in. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is hard, and just getting where you need to be, and, you know, at least you're old enough where you can get on a plane, and somebody doesn't have to go with you, but yeah. still, it's it's difficult, and it, it's a good, le again, we're talking about life lessons, aren't we? It's a good lesson to learn at your age, because it'll become a habit, yeah. and then those things are, are instilled in you for the rest of your life. So, since 2016, you've been involved in racing. How have you seen it change? Or, or have you seen it change very much since you started? Honestly, I feel like for me, I haven't like seen a huge change, I guess. Um, I kind of just go to the track every weekend and race. Um, I definitely think there have been some good changes, especially with Car Store. I mean, they got flow on, um, mm -hmm. they got new um, sponsors, especially for next year and everything. So I feel like if anything, there's been some good changes like for the series and to help the drivers out and everything. Um, but I haven't really seen any negative or like drastic changes. Yeah, and really since 2016, the, the thing I've seen change the most is the amount of women involved. And you know, that you're right in the middle of it. You are one of those women, but we see more and more women becoming involved as, um, you know, like I said, they might be the tire changer, they're the social media person, they work in accounting, they do travel. You know, one of the, one of the coolest interviews I've done, and I never thought about this being a job, in racing. She was the hair and makeup person for Fox and NBC. 
And so I was like, oh, I'd never thought about that. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's such a wide variety of occupations that not just women can hold, but that's, you know, that's what I focus on. But um, so many interesting occupations. Mm -hmm. And she was just such a fun interview because she's like, yeah, I go, I do Dale Jr.'s hair and, and, and stuff. And I was thinking, really? Dale Jr. needs somebody to do his hair? <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's just funny, you know, because we don't think about those things. And so um, I, I love that that there's so much opportunity for women. Mm -hmm. Everybody can't be the driver. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you love motorsports and, and I always ask girls, what's your plan B? What if for some reason you can't be the driver, but you want to be involved in motorsports? Okay. Well, how about the photographer? Mm -hmm. How about the social media person? How about maybe you are a travel agent? Yeah. And there's so many opportunities. So a girl should never think that just because she can't be the driver that she can't be involved because yeah. she most certainly could be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a favorite fan experience? I know you've got some big fans out there. Do you have a certain one or a certain something that happened with a fan that sticks out in your mind? I don't know. I feel like pretty much the only things I usually do. I signed a baby one time. I will say that what? at Birch Run in like junior late models. This girl, I like signed her baby's hand, and then she asked for a picture with the baby. So, well, that's I think a that little different. Cool. Yeah, that's a little different. But hey, everybody's got their thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So, before we do the the little last kind of fun little thing about all your favorites, is there anything that we haven't talked about, Katie? That you want to make sure that people know about you, know about your racing. Um, we've tried to cover a lot in a short time here, but I'm always afraid I'm going to leave something really major out. Is there anything you want to share about your racing or what you do or anything at all? I don't think so. I think you pretty much covered everything. No, you know I try really hard <laughs> to do that for sure. So one of the things I always love to do is I think that people want to know more about drivers personally mm -hmm. and I don't mean that we want to get into your personal business but I think that um, people want to get to know who you are yeah right so I, I think about Haley Deegan she is the most popular driver and and I was listening to a podcast and they were discussing why is she the most popular driver in that series it's because of her social media presence mm-hmm she works really hard at it and it's not just her racing it's whatever she does in life yeah and and people want to feel like they know who katie is mm -hmm. right and so um i'm going to ask you some of your favorites but um you know the social media is good it helps us get that out there mm -hmm. it can be bad we know that yeah. we've sure seen it uh, enough but as long as we're smart about what we're doing I think social media is a big help for sure. Yeah. Okay, we're going to let the guy make his announcement.
enjoy the show. All right, we, we're, we're at PRI and it's live. I mean, people are watching us, walking by and waving at us, aren't they? People that know us. And then, so we have to be courteous and let the announcer make his announcements uh -huh. too. So we're almost done. So here's our, our find out more about Katie, all right? Okay. So these are your favorites. And just off the top of your head, what are your favorites? What's your favorite food? Venison. Venison. Oh, mm -hmm. that's the outdoors woman in you. <laughs> yep. So did you go deer hunting this year? Uh, yeah, I went out to my mom's property a couple times, but we only saw some does. So I'll go out again and probably get a doe next week or something. Yeah, yeah. There's been a been a lot of deer alongside the road, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah. Vegetables or fruit? Fruit. Fruit. Favorite fruit? Grapes. Oh, those are good. Do you like them frozen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I love grapes, but my grandpa, he always makes uh, jello frozen grapes. So he takes grapes, put them in water, and then rolls them in like jello powder and freezes them. They're really sugary, but they're really good. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that. Favorite beverage? Dr. Pepper. Okay. Favorite color? Uh, red. Favorite animal? Cow. What's the deal? Okay, I want to know about this. I grew up on a farm, but we did not have cows. Uh-huh. Why do you want to have a herd of cows? Well, my best friend, she shows cattle. So um, she doesn't just, well, her dad owns cattle. He's like 250 heads, I think. Um, but she shows cattle. So I've always gone to shows with her the past like four years. Um, and then I showed a heifer at our county fair. But um, I just love taking care of cattle. That's why I want to go to college for business and agriculture. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to live on a farm, you're going to race, and you're going to raise cows. Yep. Okay. That's a, that's a good plan for life ahead, for sure. So, vacation destination. Some place you've been or some place you would like to go? Um, I want to go to Montana. Okay, and why is that? What's in Montana? Uh, well, my mom's cousin lives there, but he always sends postcards that he makes and, like, the mountains and everything. I really want to go there. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, for sure. Favorite candy or snack? Um, snack, beef jerky, candy, um, peanut M&Ms. Okay. Favorite place to shop? Um, Lululemon. Oh, yeah, that's a good place. <laughs> Do you know what the number one answer is when I ask that question? Uh-uh. Target. Oh, yeah, that's yep. a good one. Yep. Favorite type of music? Country. Favorite sports team that's not racing related? Um, probably the Michigan football team or basketball team. Any Michigan sports team. Okay, because right now the Lions are doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. And the Wolverines are doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. So we've got a little bit to celebrate, don't yep. we, in Michigan? Yeah, for sure. Um, favorite professional, I can't talk. Favorite professional race car driver? Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. I heard he was here yesterday. Yeah, that's what my dad said. Missed him by a day. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas. Coming up soon, mm -hmm. right? So you'll be able to be home for Christmas. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And then you'll be back on the road. And how soon do you start like getting geared up for the season? Well, my first race is January 6th. So. And where is that going to be? Florida. New Smyrna, yep, yeah, in Florida. Yeah. So you really don't get much of a break, do you? Nope, not really. Just got December off, and I come visit home and test the cars and everything. So do you think that's an advantage, really, that you're not out of the car for very long? 
Uh, I think it definitely helps, yeah. Um, yeah. And even when I am out of the car, I'm training, so I'm not like out really of shape out or of anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you do iRacing or any of that? Uh, yeah, we do iRacing sometimes at the Chevy Tech Center, and then I have one at my mom's house. Um, we're still trying to get one for my dad's house and everything. Okay, but. yeah. I, I hear both ways. Some people think it's a good thing, some people don't. But, you know, the big teams all use it, so it yeah. must be an advantage. I think it's good, like, getting to know the track and everything. I mean, the one I have is just a regular old little sim, so I don't think it doesn't, like, do too much except for it helps me learn the line at a yeah. new track and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a favorite book or podcast? Um, can I say your podcast? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. She just got an A-plus for today. So her favorite podcast is the Women's Motorsports Network podcast. Katie, mm -hmm. you know I love you. I love you even more now that you've said that for sure. So um, that's all the questions I have for you. I think this has been a great interview. I appreciate that PRI's doing this for the podcasters because yeah. um, we have a lot of people that are listening mm -hmm. and getting the word out about, you know, I do things about women in motorsports. Other podcasters that are involved in motorsports do a lot of other type of information and it's it's such a nice thing to be able to put your headphones in and you can run you can drive you can do whatever yep. and then you can learn about people like katie hedinger yeah yeah for sure any last words katie i don't think so thanks okay. for having me all right well thanks everybody for listening this is melinda russell with the women's motorsports network um, if you're interested in being on the podcast or in the magazine Reach out to me on Facebook, Melinda Russell, or uh, Women's Motorsports Network, a media company. And uh, we're going to say goodbye to you now. Enjoy your day at PRI. And maybe we'll be back next year if they liked us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. That was good, Katie. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Awesome, awesome. I know you know.